Welcome to the European Heart Journal Case Report Podcasts, episode 13. I am Dr. Thomas Craven, podcast editor. In this podcast, I'm going to discuss a case report by Ghana Degriotova, Olivier Giesens, Johan van Klimput, and Jan Bogart. From the Catholic University, Leuven, Belgium. The case report is titled Natural Evolution of Cardiac Sarcoidosis in an Asymptomatic Patient, a Case Report. Cardiac involvement in sarcoidosis occurs in 5-10% of cases and is associated with adverse outcomes. As such, early diagnosis is critical. The following case report describes a case of cardiac sarcoidosis in an initially asymptomatic patient and describes their natural development over a four-year period. The case report. A 55-year-old man initially presented after recurrent chest infections. A chest x-ray showed no focus of infection but suggested the presence of a retrocardiac nodule. Thus, a CT thorax was performed, which demonstrated mediastinal lymphadenopathy. Initial transthoracic echocardiography showed only mild left ventricular hypertrophy, with preserved systolic and diastolic function, and nil other abnormalities of note. The patient was further investigated with a PET CT and cardiac MRI. The fluorodeoxyglucose (FDG) PET CT demonstrated several foci of increased myocardial FDG uptake. The cardiac MRI demonstrated late gadolinium enhancement in a multifocal subepicardial pattern in the basal anterior and infralateral and mid to apical left ventricular segments. The regions correlated spatially with the PET CT lesions. Biventricular volumes and function were normal on cardiac MRI and the mediastinoscopy demonstrated non caseating granulomas. Patient's ECG, exercise stress test, halter monitor, cardiac biomarkers at this time were unremarkable as was the patient's bronchoscopy and spirometry investigations. As such, no treatment was initiated. Annual cardiac MRI follow-up was initiated, with no interval change at year 1, and development of new late gadolinium-enhanced lesions in the right ventricular outflow tract and inferior wall at year 2, but the patient still remained asymptomatic. In year 4, the patient presented with breathlessness and a dry cough, and the ECG demonstrated first-degree atrioventricular block. A repeat cardiac MRI showed further progression of late gadolinium-enhanced lesions with a total late gadolinium-enhanced volume of 37% of the left ventricular mass. Despite this, the left ventricular ejection fraction was still 50%. PET-CT agreed with the myocardial lesions and highlighted increased FDG uptake in abdominal, thoracic and pulmonary lymph nodes. Spirometry demonstrated reduced pulmonary diffusion capacity and a halter monitor demonstrated episodes of non-sustained ventricular tachycardia. Thus, steroid treatment was initiated and the patient had an implantable cardiac defibrillator implanted. Discussion First, in this discussion, I'd like to provide a background on cardiac sarcoidosis. Sarcoidosis is a multi-system inflammatory disorder of unknown etiology, which results in the formation of non-caseating granulomas. Typically, the organs affected are the lungs, lymph nodes, skin, eyes and central nervous system. Cardiac involvement is rare, typically affecting 5-10% of cases but is as high as 25% in autopsy studies. The typical histological stages are edema, granulomatous inflammation, progressing to fibrosis and post-inflammatory scarring. Presenting complaints in cardiac sarcoidosis in decreasing frequency are conduction abnormalities or arrhythmias, congestive heart failure and sudden cardiac death. The current most significant predictor of adverse outcomes is a decreased left ventricular ejection fraction. However, late gadolinium enhancement on cardiac MRI and an increased FDG uptake on PET-CT are associated with adverse outcomes in those with normal ejection fraction. 
Cardiac sarcoid carries a poor prognosis. However, treatment with high-dose corticosteroids can cause significant adverse events. And at present, despite decades of treating cardiac sarcoidosis with high-dose steroids, no randomized trials exist and no regimen has thus been proven superior. Thus, deciding optimal treatment and timing is therefore difficult. There are varying diagnostic criteria and the Heart Rhythm Society criteria are as follows. Cardiac sarcoidosis can be confirmed by histological diagnosis from myocardial tissue or from histological diagnosis from extracardiac tissue and one of the following. Steroid immunosuppressant responsive cardiomyopathy or heart block. Left ventricular ejection fraction less than 40%. Unexplained ventricular tachycardia. High-grade atrioventricular block. Patchy uptake on PET consistent with sarcoid. Late gadolinium enhancement on cardiac MRI consistent with sarcoid. Positive gallium uptake consistent with sarcoid. And all of these points require exclusion for other causes of the finding. Other diagnostic criteria exist such as the Japanese guidelines. However, the Heart Rhythm Society is one such example. Now let's go back to the case report. This case report nicely demonstrates the difficulties in diagnosing cardiac sarcoid and also deciding the timing of treatment initiation, especially in asymptomatic patients. The authors discuss this difficulty further. The patient initially was asymptomatic, with evidence of mediastinal lymphadenopathy and non-caseating granulomas on mediastinoscopy. There were sub-epicardial multifocal late gadolinium-enhanced lesions, which corroborated spatially with PET-CT. But otherwise, there were normal investigations with no abnormalities in spirometry, or conduction abnormalities, or arrhythmias in ECG or halter Understandably, the management decision at this stage was difficult. The authors highlight a paucity of evidence-based studies and thus varying guidelines. The authors state the Japanese guidelines advise that patients with evidence of active lesions are candidates for steroid treatment, and according to the HRS expert consensus group, treatment should be started at the presence of heart block or ventricular arrhythmias, or ectopy. The case demonstrated the presence of lesions with late gallium enhanced cardiac MRI and increased uptake of FTG on PET, but no symptoms. Clearly, further studies are needed to highlight whether early intervention with steroids is beneficial, as this case report demonstrates that lesions can develop prior to symptom onset. Conclusion This case report nicely presents the natural progression of cardiac sarcoidosis over a four-year period. The use of cardiac MRI and PET-CT to demonstrate progression in lesions over time prior to development symptoms was demonstrated. As the authors suggest, future studies are needed to demonstrate how cardiac MRI and PET-CT can be further integrated into management decisions in patients that are asymptomatic. Learning points. The learning points in this case are sarcoidosis and multi-organ disease, which affects the heart in around 5-10% of cases. Presentation in decreasing frequency is often with conduction abnormalities or arrhythmias, congestive heart failure, or sudden cardiac death. Cardiac MRI and PET-CT can demonstrate the change in lesions over time, and lesions can be demonstrated prior to symptom onset, as occurred in this case. Diagnostic criteria may vary, however histological confirmation with biopsy and additional supportive features is generally diagnostic. Treatment is with high-dose steroids, plus or minus a steroid-sparing agent, but the optimal timing of initiating treatment in asymptomatic patients is debatable and requires further evidence-based studies to guide decision-making. Thank you for listening to the European Heart Journal Case Reports podcasts. Please visit the European Heart Journal Case Reports website at academic.oup.com forward slash EHJCR to read this case report in full and references used to create this podcast and view other interesting cases. 
I hope you will listen to future episodes. I've been Dr. Thomas Craven, and this music is Computer by State Shirt.